0: What if you said yes to the Holy Spirit today?
1: You were made for a life.
0: What if you said yes to the Holy Spirit today?
1: You were made for a life of wild adventure.
0: A spirit filled, spirit powered life.
1: But sometimes we feel hopeless, powerless to help in an overwhelming world with so much need all around us.
0: We wonder if God can really use us. Aren't Christians called to live like Jesus, doing what we see the Father doing?
1: Isn't being a Christian about doing what Jesus did?
0: Isn't being a Christian about having the Holy Spirit in us, doing great things through us in powerful ways?
1: Questions you're asking, you're in good company. We are a movement of people saying yes to God, welcoming the Holy Spirit to use us at any moment, in any place, no matter who we are or where we've come from.
0: And we have thousands of stories of ordinary people being used by an extraordinary God in the places we work, play, and live. Heal the sick, pray for the lonely, Set captives free, have faith that moves mountains.
1: We get to do it all, every day, if we're willing to say yes to the Holy Spirit. God can use you at home, at work, at school, in the grocery store, riding a taxi, or talking to our neighbor.
0: Wherever we find ourselves, God is there, waiting for us to say yes, Holy Spirit yes to whatever you want to do through me
1: and when we say yes things change and we change too say yes to the holy spirit changing you say yes to the holy spirit helping you to see others in need
0: say yes to the holy spirit using you in your family your neighborhood your place of study or work your city and around the world
1: life with the spirit can be a wild ride It can be a bigger adventure than we had planned for our lives, but it's worth it.
0: You can live an exciting life led by the Spirit.
1: You can be an empowered follower of Jesus who takes risks and has miraculous adventures with God. How much more will your Father in Heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him?
0: Be changed. Be available. Be ready for what God will do.
1: Say yes to the Holy Spirit.
2: Yeah. Sorry, there's the sound coming from behind me, so it's really, it sounds weird because someone else is talking to me, and it's not the Holy Spirit. <laughs> um, you know, uh, Mother's Day, I just, I, I just thought about it this morning. Um, as, as, as the Vineyard Movement was starting and, you know, we just exploring what this is. I say we, I wasn't there. It was like 40 years ago. <laughs> um, it was on Mother's Day that the Spirit of God was poured out so powerfully in, in one of our uh, first churches, and we went, wow, this is, this is what it's about. And so as I was preparing again this morning, I was like, it's such an incredible thing uh, thing to be talking about the Holy Spirit on Mother's Day again. Uh, you know, uh, so anyway, that was not part of the talk. <laughs> so I, I really love adventure. Uh, well, and again, people describe it, uh, adventure in different ways. I'm not the guy to go, yeah, let's go climb mountains, and that's not adventure for me. I could if, if I'm around people. I, I, um, I delight in seeing people's experience, right? That's how I enjoy things. I don't watch soccer, football. Let's speak to who. Okay, I don't. Okay, let's not get carried away. Okay, I don't watch football, but if I'm with friends who really enjoy it, I will enjoy just sitting with them. Like, let's do it, you know? Uh, but, uh, and the other thing I do really, really enjoy is getting places. Now, that's where my heart is. I enjoy getting to places. I don't enjoy the journey, I don't like plane, planes, I don't like being on the road unless it's just like from here to the house uh, but I enjoy getting to places and so when I have a, a, a trip coming up I will be researching on the area how do these people speak even if it's just in Kenya like I remember going to Kisi a few years ago and I was like I need to know how they say this I, need, I, I already knew what they eat so that was good you know I, I will over prepare when I'm traveling I, I, I like uh, traveling light so the, the, the two T-shirts that I, I, I'm packing for the two-week trip will already be in my suitcase, you know, like two days before the journey. This was not good. In, you know, I, I was traveling a few weeks ago, and I realized that that's a bad idea. Just having two T-shirts is not a plan. But anyway, so and, uh, I was taken to think twice, and now I have a few more clothes. Uh, but anyway, so that's, that's the excitement. <laughs> That's the excitement I, I, I think of adventure uh, with. And I, I imagine that most people are like that. When we're excited about something, no one can shut us up. We just want to go on and on and on and on. When we're excited about uh, going somewhere, we prepare way in advance. Sadly, that is not the experience many believers have when they talk about their life of faith. Like, we, we actually say that life with Jesus is an adventure. We actually... Uh, think that this is the greatest story that we've ever been invited to, that people are invited into such great life, but for most believers, it's not our experience. We read Scripture and there's just so many wonderful stories, beautiful things, amazing things happening one after the other. The dead are being raised. The lame are, are, are receiving, I almost say they're receiving sight. What do they do? The lame are walking, the blind are receiving sight, but then it's, it's not most of our experience. In fact, at worst, our faith has just been relegated to something we attend to on Sunday. It's like, yeah, when I go to church, we'll deal with that, you know? And here's the thing. The invitation that we are actually being given is that we can live a spirit-filled life from which everything else will flow. We can live a spirit-filled life where, that will impact how we love our family and our friends and even our enemies. It will impact how we do work and business. It will impact how we play and have fun. It will impact how we create. It will be, all of our lives need to flow from that space and not the other way around. But the challenge is, this is supposed to be spirit-filled life, but we often don't know what to do with the Holy Spirit. And that's, you know, that's, that's why we're doing this series. So many people just don't know what to do with the Holy Spirit. We get God the Father, we get Jesus, but the Holy Spirit, we don't know. I bet many of you, many of you would, would uh, trade what you're experiencing now for a face-to-face uh, conversation with Jesus. How many would do that? Like, if you could, yes, oh, wow. Jesus would pray for honesty in the church. Anyway, no, it's Okay so many of us would trade this experience for a face-to-face conversation with jesus but guess what jesus was so excited about going he's about to die but something really was exciting him he, he told the disciples it is good that i go for him this is better but all, but the followers of jesus don't don't quite feel the same way so that's why we're doing this series like you know the story from the beginning had always been that we would be filled with the Holy Spirit it's not it's not a new idea that God stumbled upon from Genesis we were created to have God in us and so this has always been what is building up and so last week's big idea was this is for whoever it's for you 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 and even me it's for whoever you know, we, 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 we are called to be naturally supernatural. It's not for the, for the spiritual elites or, or those who've been following Jesus for such a long time or those who know the Bible too well. No, it's for whoever. And so we'll pick up the journey from there. So come, Holy Spirit. I ask that you're poured out again. Amen. Amen. We'll start by reading an old prophecy in the book of Ezekiel. So so this is a vision this prophet is seeing, and I just want us to read together. The man brought me back to the entrance to the temple, and I saw water coming out from under the threshold of the temple towards the east. Okay, so mark that. That's going to be important for the temple faced east. The water was coming down from under the south of the temple, south of the altar. He then brought me out through the north gate and led me around the outside to the outer gate facing the east. And the water was uh, trickling from the south side. As the man went eastwards with a measuring line in his hand, he measured off a thousand cubits and then led me through the water that was ankle deep. When I arrived there, I saw a great number of trees on each side of the river. He said to me, This water flows towards the eastern region and goes down to the Arabah, where it it enters the Dead Sea. When it empties into the sea, the salty water there becomes fresh. Swarms of living creatures will live wherever the river flows there will be large numbers of fish because this water flows there and makes the salt water fresh so where the river flows everything will live fishermen will stand along the shore from from engedi to Eneglime. Uh, there will be places for spreading nets the fish will be of many kinds like the fish of the mediterranean sea but the swamps and the marshes will not become fresh they will be left for salt Fruit trees of all kinds will grow on both banks of the river. Their, lives, their leaves will not wither, nor will their fruit fail. Every month they will, they will bear fruit because the water from the sanctuary flows to them. Their fruit will serve for food, and their leaves for healing. We well, bless your word, Lord. Now, this prophecy isn't just random. It's not just you know good poetry, or even the images there are very specific. God is being very, very consistent, even though using different words. Because just like last week, this, I, I want to show us that this actually starts from the beginning. In, in, in the story of creation, in the book of Genesis, what's happening is that the spirit of the Father proceeding from the Father as the Father speaks, creates life and brings order where there was disorder. So the story starts with with the spirit of God was hovering over the waters, and for, for the culture which uh, this story comes from, uh, water the, the sea represented chaos and darkness and confusion. The unconquered, you know, that's why uh, when you read the story of Job, there's a monster coming out of the sea. That's how they viewed the sea. So when when the spirit of God is hovering over the the waters, the spirit of God is is hovering over the, the chaos and, and nothingness of, of, of all of it, of creation and, and all of it. And as the Father speaks His Word, the Spirit of God proceeds from the Father just like this river is proceeding from the temple and then creates order where there was none, brings uh, something out of nothing and brings life. That's exactly what's happening in the story of creation. God is being consistent. The other interesting image is that this river is flowing east. Now, if, if we finish the story of creation, we know what happens in Genesis 3. There's a rebellion. And, you know, just look at this. Genesis 3, 23 to 24. So the Lord God banished him to the garden, that's Adam, uh, from the garden of Eden to, which the ground, uh, to work the ground from which he had been taken. After he had drove the man out, he placed on the east side of the garden... Uh, cherubims and, and whatever—I I don't think it's complete. So, so man, uh, covered in his shame and sin and brokenness, moves eastwards. So, as as this water that is bringing life comes from the temple, it's going in the very same direction. That there was broken, That now there was brokenness. Now there was death. Now there was confusion. He's pursuing his own. God was being very, very consistent. And here's the thing. He brings life even into the deadest of places. The Dead Sea gets the name because there is nothing that could live there. It's just so full of minerals, nothing could live there. It is as dead as death can be. But, but, this, but the river that comes from the temple of God can, can actually make that so fresh that fishes are there and other living creatures. It's the same imagery from the beginning the spirit proceeds from the father and brings um, uh, order where there was chaos and brings life where there was death this has excited me in the last few weeks as a pastor because i desire for us i desire for us to experience the life of the holy spirit and sometimes i realize how how dead we might feel inside and i'm i'm That might not come off as gentle, but I'm trying to be as gentle as possible. I I am aware that some of us come from places of abuse, both spiritual and some emotional, and you just feel like you couldn't open up to the Spirit of God. I'm aware that some of us are exhausted. You've done this church thing for so many years, and it feels like nothing, nothing is exciting anymore. It's like you... Every time I say, oh, let's open this scripture, you know exactly what it says, and it's just like... This isn't the adventure I thought it was. I'm aware that some of us have no idea what to do with the Holy Spirit. And so every time we talk about the Holy... We can sing about Him. We, 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 but it's just like, what does that even mean? And so sometimes things are happening around us and you're just like, That's, what's that? I'm aware that some of us are in that place. I'm aware some of us are in just a dry season. It's like you're in the... Um, the, the dark night of the soul, nothing is happening. God feels distant. I'm aware that some of us feel dead. And some of you are aware of that. And, and as a pastor, sometimes I thought that, that you know, how, how do we get these people alive? And as I'm looking at this prophecy, I realize that it has nothing to do with the river. Sorry, it has nothing to do with the sea. The river just flows and brings life. All the sea has to do is just be there and receive the river. The life God is inviting all of you to, it has nothing to do with you. God is excited to give us the Holy Spirit. Anyone who will ask, anyone who will say yes, the Father is willing and ready and excited to power the Spirit. That's the promise, and that excites me. That, you know what, I don't actually have to teach very much. We could stop here. We aren't going to, because I need to get paid. No, that's a joke. Gosh, I need to behave myself. Anyway, (laughs) here's the thing. Powerless people, as I said last week, want theological debates. Powerless people want theological debates. A hungry people want the presence of God. They want the life of God, and they want the power of God. I know which one I want to be. I know which one I want this church to be. I want us to be a hungry people, surrendered people. Uh, People will say yes, whatever it looks like, Lord, we say yes. And that's the invitation. Can Can we rekindle our hunger for Jesus? Can we rekindle our hunger for the life we've been invited to and then stand back and say, God, you do it. Whatever it looks like. And in a few weeks, we'll talk about that whatever, because whatever means whatever it looks like. Anyway, I want us to fast forward into the story uh, with Jesus. So, so let's read uh, from John. On the last day of the greatest day of the festival, Jesus is at a, a festival, like a, a, a religious celebration uh, for, for the Jewish community. Oh my word, it is so good to see Mama Wendo, please. Round of applause for this lady, oh. Welcome home, welcome home. And congratulations on the new baby, we love you. Okay, focus, I think think we need like a barrier at the back. I keep getting distracted. Anyway, So on the last day of the greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood and he said with a loud voice, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. By this he meant the the spirit whom those who believed in him were later to receive. Up until this moment, the spirit had not been given since Jesus had not been uh, glorified. Now, are you beginning to see why the religious leaders also wanted Jesus killed? He is at a big festival that matters to the Jews, and he, and, and he goes there. They know that the temple is their source of life. They know that this is their connection to God. Jesus goes there, interrupts the whole festival, and shouts, at, forget this, come to me. And guess what? So they actually, so on the seventh day, on the day he's, um, um, On the last day of the festival, they had a a tradition called a water libation. So they would collect water uh, at a nearby watering station, and then they would gather outside of the temple. And uh, the priest would pour water from the steps of the temple to form a stream. They were replaying the vision we just read. They were replaying the vision of Ezekiel. And here Jesus goes and interrupts everything and says, it's me it's not the temple it's me i have the spirit of god i contain god i am god i have the glory of god and if anyone is thirsty come and drink and then he adds another promise and then you will also be overflowing with the spirit of god this is why they killed him but i want us to again hear that jesus is very consistent it's the father's voice it's anyone not, not theologians, not professional church people, not those who are saved for many years, not the grown-ups, not just men. It's anyone, anyone who is thirsty, come to me and drink. Listen, you don't need to know any more than you already do to receive the Holy Spirit. You don't need to be saved any more than you are, you are today to receive the Holy Spirit, whatever that means probably yeah i should know i said it you don't need to tithe any more than you do to receive the holy spirit you don't need to be any less broken than you are to receive the holy spirit you don't need to be any more bolder than you are to receive the holy spirit jesus is crying out in front of the temple anyone anyone if you realize that god is better at life than you if you realize you're broken if you realize you need this if you realize you need life come to me and drink and he keeps his promise he's serious about this because after pentecost which is what we're moving towards the disciples receive the apostles receive a mighty outpouring of the holy spirit the tongues of fire that we were singing about today that comes from there and you know what happens again they start going eastwards from Jerusalem. They go, they they are in pursuit of the children of God, where there is brokenness, and 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 this is what the the whole book of Acts is about: uh, people who have said yes to the Holy Spirit. And so uh, these people are not theologians or super spiritual. Most of them were just fishermen, who had said yes to Jesus, who had said yes, Lord, whatever it looks like. Actually, some even doubted. This is to encourage you who's here going, I doubt these things happen anymore. Some doubted that Jesus had risen and still they received the Holy Spirit. It's for anyone. All you need to do is dare say, yes, Lord, whatever it looks like. And and what does that look like? What does a spirit-filled life look like? How does an individual that contains the Spirit of God and the glory of God, how does his life look like? To to answer that, I want us to again just shortly go to another portion of Jesus' story. Um, John, who had baptized him, had, had so much faith that Jesus was the Messiah. When he saw him, he said, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. But over time he, he became discouraged, he became disillusioned, he became, it might, yeah, and that might even hurt him. Uh, he, he, he became like most of us are with, with our life of faith. It's like, is it really? Is this what we were invited to? And so John sends his disciples to ask Jesus, are you the one? And you know what Jesus tells him? I, sorry I think it's there is it okay what Jesus tells him is what Jesus answers the disciples is go tell John what you've seen the lame walk the blind receive sight the deaf are hearing and the poor have received good news how do you know that Jesus is the one that was promised and has the spirit of the sovereign Lord what do you see Demonstration of the kingdom of God. The lame walk, the blind receive sight, the deaf hear, and and the dead are raised, and the poor receive good news. And you know what? It's, It's the same thing after the apostles receive the Holy Spirit. What happens? They start moving eastwards, and what's happening? The lame walk, the deaf hear, the blind receive sight, the dead are raised, and the poor are given good news. This is what it looks like. If we are going to say yes to the Holy Spirit, this is the adventure we've been called to. And it's okay if you're in a place of doubt. I'm so excited that it's, it's never an issue for God. I'm so excited about that. Every time we say yes to the Holy Spirit, what follows is a demonstration of the kingdom of God. The invitation to this adventure is for you and you and you and even me, anyone of us. The Holy Spirit makes the impossible practicable. That's the idea. The impossible becomes practicable. We are called to become what is called naturally supernatural. It doesn't even have to be weird. I know it's shocking, but it doesn't even have to be weird. Your voice doesn't have to change. I'm, hey, I'm not saying we could contain God and decide what he does. I'm just saying it doesn't have to be. So, you know, it's, it's as simple as, you know, in your places of work or at home or on the streets. Sometimes you'll just get an image. And it's, and it's really the same way you get images in your mind because we're created as imaginative beings. But someone's sitting there with you and you, and you ask them, hey, does this make any sense to you? Other times we're wrong. Other times like, yes, that, that does make sense. And oh, wow, it, it's just naturally supernatural. Sometimes we get words. We know things about people that... That we wouldn't have known unless they shared sometimes we have a sense that 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 someone's life is going uh, you know uh, is is uh, that god is inviting someone into something either in the current situation or or maybe in the future that's called a prophetic word and it's often in a way that encourages them because we 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 um, we point them to the heart of the father it's just it's just as normal as when you're sitting down and the, the same way you engage with the world. When some of us go back to memory, we, we hear voices, right? That is the same way God will use you. Some of us are, are visual. So when, 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 we're, when we're in our mind, we see images. That's the same way God will use you. It's just you being as, uh, naturally supernatural. Sometimes we pray for the sick, and, and you get a call later, and you're like, I'm well. Or sometimes it's right and right then. Sometimes we, we, we pray for people, and, and, and if they were oppressed by evil spirits, they leave. This is the adventure, and it's for anyone. And it doesn't even have to be weird. Here's the thing. I want us to actually realize it's not about the doing. The Holy Spirit is a person to be in relationship with. The Holy Spirit is not, is not a power to harness. So many believers make that mistake. I, I did for a long time. It's like, God, give me the spirit to empower me to do what you've called me to do. It's like, no, I want to know you. I want you to know me. I want you to know my friendship. I want you to experience this life. And then it's out of that life that, that all these other things will flow. The Father is, is, is more than excited to give the gifts he gives. The prophetic, healing, miracles. He, he just does that because that's him. We don't need to to you know to do any mumbo-jumbo the holy spirit is a person to be known that's why the invitation is always come taste and see come drink for yourself come come find life for yourself and then you will go that's why ezekiel before as he sees this this vision he actually is invited to get into the river himself before he's then taken to the banks to see what the river is doing, Jesus is inviting you to experience the uh, life with the Holy Spirit first. The rest, the rest is just what he does. That's why Jesus' invitation at the temple is come, taste, and see. Come, drink from me if you're thirsty. It's only then that rivers of, of uh, streams of living water will flow from you. It's always an invitation of come, we go, come, we go, come, we go. And even this morning, really what the Father is inviting you to is come, we go. Come experience life in the Spirit. And all it takes is to say, yes, Lord, whatever it looks like. I want to call the band back on stage. Um, The Father loves us so much He desires That you receive the life of the Spirit Paul Was visiting uh, A church one time Paul from the Bible. Um, yeah, just to be clear. And, you know, he's teaching them, he's teaching them. The, the teaching isn't the, it's an important bit. But, but even Paul, one of the greatest theologians, knows that, you know, it's a palace people that want that, that theological debate. So he looks at them and goes, have you guys received the Holy Spirit? And they go, what spirit? Like, oh, we have to stop this conference right now because it's time to receive the Holy Spirit. The Father loves you so much, nothing else should go on if you haven't received the Holy Spirit. It's not even about the doing. That just comes. It's about come and drink of life, of love, of forgiveness, of patience, of, of transformation, of friendship. And all you've got to do is say, yes, Lord, whatever it looks like. And that means we, we, we just surrender. And I like that the story, of, of, um, is the, the story Ezekiel tells, he starts with being ankle deep and then he moves on and then it's knee deep, he moves on, it's up to his waist, he moves on and it's, it's covering him. Here is the thing, all you need to do is start with a simple yes and surrender to his leadership. And as we keep saying yes, it gets deeper, it gets deeper, it gets deeper. You don't have to do anything. You just have to say yes every moment, yes every moment. It gets deeper, it gets deeper, it gets deeper. The more we yield, the deeper it gets. The more we yield, the deeper it gets. The Father enjoys giving out His Spirit. So I want us to stand um, for those who can, please. I think, I, so I asked a few um, moms to join, to join us on the prayer team today. So if, if you can come on up. Uh, yes, please. Uh, Jane, are you comfortable coming up? Fantastic. Helen, do you want to come up? Please. So yeah. what we'll we'll do is be in worship for for a little bit, and I just want anyone who's willing to just um, say yes to the Holy Spirit, and we'll wait and and see. And then these ladies, if you're going, I want to receive the Holy Spirit. You're going, I want the life of the Holy Spirit. If you've never received the Holy Spirit, these ladies will will lay their hands on you. I think it's just symbolic. It's not like only women can, (laughs) um, but it's it's so special, this being Mother's Day, these being mothers, and even with the history of the vineyard. So if you want to receive the Holy Spirit at any moment, just come on up, we'll just wait on the Lord. But remember the invitation is very simple. Just say, yes, Lord, whatever it looks like. And for the rest of us, I just want you to we'll wait. The band will sing over us and we'll just wait. And then if there are a few words, we'll share them and, and pray for people and then we'll go. So if you don't want to get distracted, I just I invite you to close your eyes and if you want to just put your hands forth if you can uh, in a posture of receiving. Lord, I ask that you send your spirit.